So yeah, we have Colin coming to join us. Is that your question? Yeah, you guys yeah. have a nice Florida kid coming up there. Yeah, we're pretty excited about Colin. Um, you know, Connor Beebe turned me on to him. Connor was a, a high school teammate of mine back in in high school. Uh, seems like forever ago now, but uh, uh, yeah, turned me on to him, and, and we reached out and just kind of started talking about the program and what his plans were going to be for the future. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's been great the whole the whole way, and and talking about the things that he wanted to study and, and what we can do for him here. And uh, man, I haven't met the guy in person yet, but I love everything I've heard from him so far. Hey, it's nice to see a Florida kid making some noise, getting up there, and uh, going to get to experience some nice cold weather. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's necessarily looking forward to that part, but we're going to break him <laughs> into it. So, uh, so you, as far as you're concerned, IHSA two-time state champion, uh, three-time CCIW champion in college, um, a D3 All-American, I believe I was reading, correct? Not quite. I didn't actually win any individual uh, conference titles at CCW titles as an individual. I was a runner-up a couple of times. We won. The Probably what you're seeing, the titles we won are when I was the coach, the team titles when I was the coach. But, uh, um, no, and I've coached a number of All-Americans. Um, we had five this year that were voted on because we didn't get to wrestle our tournament. But uh, that's not something I – unfortunately, not something I accomplished on my own. But uh, we're enjoying doing it as a coach. Well, that's awesome. So now you're, you're one of um... – you're one of those colleges that have kind of stepped up and put women's on the map. You guys have a woman's team there. Uh, so girls around the country, if they want to uh, go to college, there's some opportunity there. Uh, talk about your women's team, how amazing that is, how amazing women's wrestling has become. And, and I know you're a state just like we are that's trying to get it sanctioned as well. Yeah, yeah. Um... Man, this was our first year coaching women's wrestling. We're pretty excited about it. We uh, we kind of saw it coming. I think a lot of people see it coming now. But, um, you know, two years ago, I went to our athletic director and, and expressed an interest in doing it. Uh, we're fortunate here. Our athletic director actually was the pre was the head wrestling coach previously. So oh, he yeah. takes pretty good care so, of us. So, uh, um, yeah, he got on board and he talked to the necessary people even higher up, you know, in the administration. And we got it rolling. This was our first year. Um we had a smaller team. We had uh, we had nine girls this year. Um, you know, we took eight of them to the national championships and had five All-Americans and two of them make the finals. So um, it was pretty exciting, good for a first year. Um, you know, and we're looking forward to We'll have about 28, 27, 28 girls on the roster in year two next year. So we're growing quite, you know, quite a bit. But, uh, you know, we're excited for, for those girls and pursuing national titles and becoming one of the top teams in the country. We finished – uh, sixth at the national tournament in our first year. So, um, you know, as far as Illinois, yeah, we're dragging our feet at the high school level a little bit, you know, uh, which is disappointing considering how strong of a, a wrestling state Illinois is. But, um, you know, we're getting there. Lots of girls in the state doing it. We just need, uh, I just say that, to, to pull the trigger on sanctioning it still. So. We need to get them to step up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, man. Hey, TFWR, but very sorry to you, Coach Norton. I'm just – I got to get myself focused here because I I hate when this Zoom thing and all this stuff doesn't work and then I I lose my train of thought and I'm like damn we're about to we're about to go hard on northern north central Illinois wrestling and then this thing throws me for a tilt so sorry I'm just trying to get focused I, I want I I always want to make sure that I share these interviews through like 20 or 30 different wrestling rooms so I was trying to do that 
a little more difficult when I don't know where I'm at and go and try to get used to this. I'm glad that finally Facebook does allow me to invite somebody on because uh, it's made it easy. Um, so, again, we're here with North Central Illinois wrestling coach. He's got a, a great program going up there. They've added women's. So talk about your men's team. Talk about your year. Uh, and then going into, obviously, the end of the year, you couldn't finish up because of what happened and uh, how this has kind of affected uh, your world up there. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a good year for our men's team. Uh, we've come a long way from uh, from the six years ago when I took over as the head coach. But, uh, you know, this was a, a great year for us. We ended up 12-4 uh, and four in dual meets and, uh, you know, taking – qualifying five guys for the NCAA in the D3 championships, which was a, a record for our program, the most we've ever had. And uh, we were actually about 15 hours from our weigh-ins. Uh, we'd already been at the arena, practiced on the oh. mats in the arena for two days. Um, you know, we had three seniors there. That was their first time qualifying. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was excited to see where we were going to finish out when, when we found that, uh, obviously when we found out the 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 unfortunate news that we weren't going to be competing but um you know we're, we're fired up to you know to go back and just do you know do even better than that next year get seven eight nine ten guys to the national tournament to be all Americans. so um you know we're putting a, a positive spin on it as much as we can and uh you know it stinks for those guys you know it stinks for those guys that they didn't get to wrestle especially the three of them that were seniors but uh you know they're uh they're doing good they're putting a good perspective on it and and you know, they're going to use it, you know, as coaches someday, you know, for perspective for their athletes, I'm sure. Yeah, and motivation. You know what? Everybody's saying the same thing. I mean, I've talked to uh, several different coaches, as you've seen on the platform, and uh, everybody's in the same boat. So it's not like somebody had an advantage, you know. They're all right. bummed out. They've all had – I mean, how about these kids that are fifth-year seniors that finally got made, made the show and then, um, unfortunately, couldn't go? So, yeah, tough for all them, but it sounds like you had a great year other than that. You've got girls now competing in, at the national championship level. That's awesome. And with girls wrestling growing, man, that side might grow bigger than your men's side, huh? Yeah. No, yeah, it really might. Like I said, we're going to be 27, 28 girls in, in year two of the program. So, um, you know, the rate at, at which it's growing, we're recruiting very, very well. I have an awesome coaching staff that, that does a great job with recruiting and you know, the goal was to get to 35, 40 girls, you know, within within four years. And I think we'll get there, at, you know, in our third year. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. And you're one of how many schools now that has that has a, a girls program? So in the NCAA, we're actually at 37, I believe, by my last count. So we need 40 NCAA programs to officially, you know, uh, apply for a championship. Right. So we, we were granted emerging sports status from NCAA in divisions two and three um, back in January. And uh, so now we have uh, a window where we have to get to 40 programs. I mean, I think that's, that's going to happen probably by the end of the summer, the way, the way that things are going, which is exciting. And then, uh, you know, there's a process we have to go through to actually get our championship event. So uh, as far as total between the NCAA, NAIA, junior colleges, I know it's well over 70 now, you know, that wow. have, you know, uh, as far as collegiate opportunities for women. Um, you know, I can't give you the specific number. I believe NCAA-wise, we're at 37 or 38 now. Wow, good for you guys. And um, so coming up, you came, you came out of Montini Catholic. Yeah. Uh, that's a prep school, correct? Yeah, that's a Catholic in, private in, school here in Illinois. And that's uh, – isn't that where Connor went? That's where Connor Beebe went. So, yeah, we were uh, 
Connor was one year ahead of me, and uh, his brother Carson was one year behind me. So I was with the BBs quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I was I was with Connor for three years. And yeah. what about Don, Donnie Simpson? Wasn't he there? Donnie was not at Montini. I think he may have coached there after he graduated. Um, he was at a nearby high school. I can't remember now what high school that was. Man, I love that guy. He's been a blessing to the kids down here in Florida. Yeah. And uh, my son's been doing some privates with him. And my little son got his first private in with him. But then this whole thing happened. So he's right. definitely been a blessing. What uh, What do you think it's going to mean to uh, – national preps to get a Florida school in there now with uh, the addition of Lake Highland prep. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. I just saw that news yesterday. Um, you know, I'd like to see more of these, these programs go that route and just see, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, let's put all the best kids together. Let's put all the best teams together and see how it shakes out. Right. That's the exciting stuff for, for, from a fan standpoint. But uh, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of schools that go through, they don't want to give up the opportunity to wrestle for a state championship. Right. If they're doing that. So, um, but I think it's exciting to see Lake Highland doing that. I don't know if that's something that Montini's discussed at all, um, you know, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how, how that affects maybe other programs considering to do that moving forward. Um, it'll be nice, too, for um, these state kids to see those prep schools in Florida wrestling against Lake Highland Prep because they're going to have to come here, too. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm sure it'll be nice to see those schools come into town and uh, – how do you think it'll grow Florida wrestling? Oh, I think it'll be good for Florida wrestling. I believe now, I believe the head coach at, at Lake Highland, I don't know his name, but I believe he's from this area. I believe he went to Glenbard North High School, which is yeah, down the uh, road from me. Mike Palazzo. Okay. Is he, he's an Illinois guy originally? Yeah, Illinois guy from okay. uh, what I understand, and then he wrestled at IU. Okay. Indiana yeah. University, not Illinois okay. University. Right. Okay. He's not someone I've ever had the, the chance to meet, but I've seen him. Obviously, they come up to the Dvorak, which is our big-time tournament here in Illinois, and uh, I know they've been out at, at the Ironman and all that stuff as well. But I think that's huge for Florida wrestling that they're going to do that. Absolutely. Cool. And um, as far as Florida wrestling on a larger, on a larger scale, uh, how, how much have you seen it grow or on a national level um, – how many more Florida kids are you seeing kind of in the mix at these big tournaments and when you're recruiting and when you're talking to people around the country? Yeah, more and more. I mean, it helps for me that I've got, uh, obviously, Connor Beebe down there who, you know, like I said, turns me on to a kid like Colin Mohina. And uh, Blake Olson's a guy that wrestled for me that's down there at Strawberry Crest, so down in that area. We're recruiting a girl that wrestled for for uh, for Coach Blake this year. Um, you know, Three, four years ago, I wasn't talking to kids from Florida. That wasn't happening, you know. So um, I think it's a mix of different things. I think maybe Florida wrestling is getting better, right? And I think that, uh, you know, obviously myself having some connections down there is going to help us. But um, I actually know – I know Coach Omi at Life pretty well. And uh, I know he's kind of had uh, free reign on the Florida kids. So I'm going to start challenging for some of these better Florida guys here. I'm at least going to call them and, and make, them, make them consider another school if they're going to choose Life. Yeah, I mean, look, he sent me a T-shirt. Right, I'm going to have to get you a North Central T-shirt. I actually sent Coach Omi a, a North Central hat and T-shirt last summer because you was telling me you didn't have any, any North Central gear. But I'm still waiting on my life stuff. He hasn't sent me anything yet. Yeah, send it. I'll wear it. I'll wear it on the show. <laughs> he sent me a All right, man, good stuff. Look, look, sent me a hat. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, we'll get you some North Central stuff. You know what? He's pretty smart because he made sure it came in before his show so that I wore all that gear. Okay. While I was on the show. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. He's, all he's right. a good dude, man. And uh, yeah. 
Connor Beebe's a good dude. Man, I feel like I've been um, I've been like the platform for his Central Wrestling Michigan wrestling team. I, I've had his coaches. All yeah. I think I've had everybody that wrestled for him or with him. Sure, Scotty Sentes, all those guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Yeah. Hey, so I'm glad we're kind of getting focused here. It's been good. So it looked like um, when you first took when you first started coaching at North Central. Am I reading this right? You weren't kind of hired as a coach, you were still kind of an athlete there or something, or, or you were kind of transitioning from being the wrestler to the coach. Yeah, so I started off as a grad assistant. So we have an awesome program here at North Central where um, you can get your master's degree while you're coaching, right? So, um, you know, some grad assistant programs are a little bit different. We're fortunate here at North Central where it includes total tuition remissions. You actually go to school for free, um, you know, while you're coaching. So uh, my master's degree was in um, sports leadership, which, which – obviously prepared me to go on and be a coach, right? So um, I did awesome. that right away, and I had to make that that somewhat awkward transition from athlete to coach of the same team. So guys that I was buddies with, teammates with, roommates with, and all of a sudden I was an assistant coach on the staff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, um, that's tough. That can be challenging, but uh, I must have navigated it somewhat, somewhat well, and, uh, you know, I loved it enough that I wanted to pursue coaching as a career then. So talk a little bit about now uh, – the the core values of your program and, and what you kind of instill in, in, in Northern in North central Illinois wrestling. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we want to win, but what I tell each of our guys and, and now our girls too, is, is that uh, as much as you win here, you know, it's about what you're going to do for the next 60, 70, 80 years of your life when you get out of here. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer that the reason you go to college is to prepare you for the rest of your life. You're going to get a degree in something, you know, and we have guys and girls that, that major in all different things. We have accounting majors and business majors and education and pre-nursing and everything, right? So I don't care what field you're going into. My job is to prepare you to go out and kick butt, you know, in that career, right? So um, what I tell our kids is, you know, man, you can come here and win four national titles and be undefeated and never lose and Everybody's probably going to love you. I'll for sure love you, right, if, if you do that. But, um, you know, if you get out of here and you were barely eligible the whole time and you were a crappy teammate and, and just a pain in the ass for your coaches to deal with and we didn't actually really learn anything, you know, amongst all those wins, you know, when we get out of here, we didn't really actually accomplish anything for you in your life. And, and, you know, that's when you get the guy in the back of the bar talking about how cool he was back in college winning national titles. But, you know, everybody's like, dude, where's your job? Where's your wife? Where's your kids? Right? Like, um, what we want to do is prepare you to obviously win a lot of wrestling matches, but when you get out of here, man, uh, you know, you've learned the, the life skills that I think college can teach you, but it's specifically wrestling, you know, like leadership and, and taking directions and working working as part of a team and meeting a deadline, you know, because that's the stuff your boss is going to want you to be able to do, your wife's going to want you to be able to do, you know, for the rest of your life when you get out of here. So we hold them to a pretty high standard, and, and that's the goal. That's the idea is when you get out of here, you're ready to – you kicked butt in wrestling while you were here, and then you're going to kick butt as a teacher, a nurse, an accountant, you know, whatever it is that you're doing next. And go watch the Cubbies. Right, right. Yeah, we got a lot of <laughs> Cubs fans here, man. My family's actually from Wisconsin originally, so I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan. So sometimes it's tough when the the Brewers have actually gotten the better of them the last couple of years, but 2016 was rough, let me tell you. That's a cool stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so talk about that would kind of transition us to the next question I would ask is um, how, do you, how do you keep them focused on both at a high level? So academic-wise and, uh, you know, athletic-wise. Yeah. Um, 
Well, the first thing we do is we require we require study hall hours for every freshman. I know that's not the most exciting thing in the world, right? <laughs> they want to come here to wrestle, but um, you know what we do is every every freshman in our program, guy or girl, um, you know, the, we mandate that they do six hours of study table study hall, you know, every week. And uh, you know what I think it provides for them is is a set time to get their homework done. And I think what what we learn when they first get here, what they learn when they first get here, is that. You know, college is a lot less structured than, than your high school life was. Um, you know, most high schools, you know, you're going to go to class all day from about eight-ish to three-ish, right? And then you're going to go to practice and go home. You're going to do your homework, eat dinner, go to bed, right? Um, right? You know, next day is the same schedule. But, you know, a lot of times you get to college, your schedule has a lot more free time during the day. Maybe you have class from eight to noon and then you're done for the day. Or you have a, a three-hour break between classes or you know, a lot of our guys and, and girls will set up their schedule to where they only have class on campus Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, so what are you doing all day Tuesday, Thursday? Are we are we taking naps and, and, and playing video games and chasing girls? Or are we going to the you know, going to the library and studying and, and meeting a tutor or coming down watching film and getting an extra workout in, right? So um, what we think the study halls do is is they provide a set time where I know, you know, you choose when you get your six hours done, but but you know, if I, I know Dan gets his his three hours on Tuesday night from seven to 10 and three hours on, on Friday night from seven to 10. Right. Um, and that, that will provide some structure for you. Here's when I study and here's when I get stuff done. Um, you know, cause we've all been that guy that's playing, playing video games at midnight in the dorms. And then you remember you got a 10 page paper due tomorrow. Right. So, um, you know, this hopefully, hopefully keeps that, uh, keeps that to a minimum as much as possible. That's awesome. So, so now when you get out on the recruiting trail, uh, what are some of the intangibles that you're looking for in a kid uh, that in your program? Obviously, uh, you have a culture you're building there and expectations. So just a talented wrestler is not all you're looking for, I'd imagine. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, especially at the college level, I think that's a, a hard lesson that a lot of kids learn. And we're seeing it with our women, too, because I think you can get you can get by a little bit more in high school with being talented. Right. Um you know, but pretty much everybody that goes on to wrestling college is talented, right? So um, it's going to be the other things that are going to separate you. Um, so things that I look for, obviously we want talented kids, but, um, you know, I want to watch you battle adversity because I think that's a lot of what college is about. Um, and I want to watch you, you know, uh, down by a point in the third period and see what you're doing to try and, and score. I want to watch you maybe get screwed over by the ref and see what your response to that is, right? Do you bitch about it the whole time or do you find a way to win anyway? Um, at the end, you know, of, at the end of a match, how do you react? Right, right, right. How coachable are you? Are you looking to your corner, and and you know, uh, do you seem like someone that's receptive to coaching? Uh, you know, that's the stuff that we're looking for because those are the you know, it doesn't matter what program you go to. Those are the you know, the guys and girls that are going to be successful are the ones that can be coachable, the ones that can battle adversity and then find ways to win, even maybe when the deck is stacked against them. Right. Um, so that's what we're looking for, really. How have you? Um... That's hard to do for kids because I know even sometimes when I talk to my son and some of those kids, they'll say, man, when I'm wrestling, I can't hear anybody. And and not even the coaches. Like, it's just you're so into it, right? And yeah. and I guess I guess what do you guys do? You kind of train yourself to, to to maybe that's the only voice that you've programmed into your into your head to hear because it's, it's got to be tough when you're out there focusing. Yeah, I, I mean, we definitely have guys that, guys especially that are, you know, I can tell there are guys that, that they're hearing me. I can tell there are guys that I can hear a damn word I say when they're out there. That's just <laughs> how it is, man. 
Uh, probably our, you got to raise your voice a little bit, right? When you hear right, when you no, our, yeah, <laughs> our best guy probably coming in last year was a uh, Cody Baldridge, is a three-time finalist in Illinois state champ, uh, qualified for nationals as a freshman at 184, lost in the blood round, and then this year he was the three seed when the tournament got canceled. Uh, but he's a guy that you know he's he's going to be competing for a national title his last two years. He has told me like I don't hear a damn thing you say to me. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. It doesn't matter how loud you say it. Um, you know, and he always looks at me, and he'll nod his head. And I'm like, I know you're, you're not listening. You know, it's not, it's not registered, right? But the guy wins, right? So our goal with, with a guy like that is just to make sure he's, he's as prepared as possible when he goes on the mat. Because when he goes on the mat, if he's not a guy that can, you know, that can make that connection to what I'm saying and going and doing it, you know, we're, he's going to do what he was going to do when he, when he stepped foot on the mat. So you try and make sure he's as ready as possible. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because I, I got to imagine I see kids all the time and the coach is screaming and then screaming louder and getting louder <laughs> so that they can be receptive. So yeah. I, I, got a, I got a really good question. And correct me if I'm wrong with this. Um, a lot of people have said that uh, D3 schools are having a tough time um, in the recruiting game for, for funding purposes to help out with school and um, – and scholarships aren't as prevalent, I guess, with mm -hmm. the D3. So what are you, when you're talking to kids, not so much kids, the kids want to go wrestle wherever, right? But I'm sure parents are saying, hey, it's my pockets, it's my money, it's, it's, it's what I'm paying for. How, how are you able to say, hey, look, we'll help them out, and what are you doing to help these kids out financially? Is that a yeah, question you can answer? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, man. I love okay. that question. Um, okay. So across the board in Division III, uh, there's no athletic scholarships, all right? So uh, if you got someone from an NCAA school telling you they're on a wrestling scholarship, either A, they're lying, or B, that school is breaking some rules. So uh, at North Central, we uh, obviously we don't do that, right? None of our kids, you know, we have, uh, I think we're up to eight kids now that have wrestled in the IHSA state finals, right, whether they won or lost. But um, each of those guys especially was getting wrestling scholarships, you know, in their package offered from, from various schools, right, whether it's D1, D2, NAIA. Um, and so we have to find ways to be competitive financially with those other schools, right, especially with the women now. Um, you know, there's so many schools out there in women's wrestling, and we're recruiting girls that, you know, uh, are maybe multiple-time Fargo All-Americans, right, Fargo champs, um, where on the guys' side, you know, those guys are looking at, you know, primarily Division One schools, right. Um, so you got to find ways to be competitive in recruiting those girls, too. And uh, at North Central, we do a pretty good job. Our academic scholarships range from 19000 to 26000 um, So right away, I mean, as long as you qualify for one of those, a lot of the guys, especially, that we're talking to, that's more money they're, they're getting in a, in a wrestling scholarship anywhere anyway, right? Um, it's always going to be hard for me to compete with a true full ride, right? I, I, no one will ever go to North Central for free, and full rides don't, I, don't exist here. Um, but, uh, you know, between, between obviously your academic scholarship to start, and then we can do grants on top of that, you know, Colin's an example of a good kid, you know, that was getting athletic scholarships offered from, from a couple different schools. Right. So, um, he's a good student. He qualified for an academic scholarship and there were a couple of grants that he qualified on top of that. And, you know, we're able to make it affordable for him. Right. And, you know, sometimes the kid has to decide that he's willing to pay a little bit more, maybe to come to North Central than another school. Right. Um, and that's where we sell our location. You know, Naperville is a great place. Uh, obviously, the history that, that we have and the trajectory of our program and where we're headed. You know, we have a great, great, great facility. Um, so you got to kind of sell the program a little bit more, maybe, if a kid's going to pay a little bit more money. To I mean, in, in, all, in all reality, 
what percentage of college wrestlers are getting full rides, even if it's D1? I mean, complete yeah. full 100% rides. you got to be a blue right. chipper, yeah. right? I mean, right. so it's not like everybody on the Ohio State team is not on a full ride. Everybody on the Iowa team is not on a full So I think you just got to make a decision for uh, for yourself academically. Where am I going to be a better fit at for my future, right? Well, yeah. that's good to know because um, you don't hear that often, and you hear uh, you hear the difference between a kid picking an NAIA school and a D three school. A lot has to do with that. So oh, maybe yeah. they maybe they don't know about the academic scholarship side of it. So that's good to hear for them. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to take a swing at these ten questions without being able to pull them up on my phone. All right, man. I got you on here. So. Um, you're down by three going into the third, third period. Do you go top, bottom, or neutral? Me? Yes. I'm down by three. I'm going bottom. I got to get an escape and take down and hopefully take this thing to overtime. So. <laughs> That's what they all say, except for who did I have yesterday? I think I had Campbell, and he was a top kid, so he said I like going top. Uh, but he's the only one. All right, uh, folk style or freestyle? You know what? If you'd have asked me this question a year ago, I'd have told you folk style because I'd never coached freestyle. Now that we have the women's team, freestyle. Like, hands down, it's not close. So much more fun to coach, so much more fun to wrestle, in my opinion. I love it, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He headgear or no headgear? Uh, no headgear. Hate headgear. Hate headgear. <laughs> uh, in the rematch, uh, Swain or Shoop? Oh, Swain every time. <laughs> He's just tougher, man. He's just tougher. Not physically, but mentally, maybe. <laughs> but mentally. All right, let me keep going here. Let's see. What, what was the next one? Um, uh, what's more dominant, a pin or a tech? Oh, that's a tough question. So I know the argument is always, you know, a, a pin is the pinnacle of wrestling. That's what we're here to do. But we're talking about dominance. It's a tech fall. I mean, uh, if you literally beat someone by 15 points, you know, or in freestyle by 10 points, you dominated them, right? Yeah. Um, you could be losing by 14 points and pin them, and that doesn't necessarily mean you dominated them. <laughs> I like it. Um, wings or burger? Oh, wings. I'm a wing guy, man. My staff and I, every time we go to a anywhere we, when we're traveling, we'll take the team to the hotel, we'll get them checked in, uh, you know, team meeting, whatever, wings every time. Wings every time after that. Love it. Popeye's, Chick-fil-A. Oh, I'm a Chick-fil-A guy. I love it. We finally got one in Naperville here about – Probably about three years it's been now. But, uh, yeah, we didn't have that much up here, and I love that stuff. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Chicken tenders or chicken nuggets? Uh, nuggets. I'm a nugget guy, I think. I don't know. That's so, a good question. Probably nugget guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been to New York City? I've been there, yeah. First time okay. I actually went was for NCAA championships at Madison Square Garden. So, uh, okay, man, that was so cool. I can, ask, I can ask this question then. A, and I, I only – this is the first time I've ever asked this question because you're in Chicago. A Chicago hot dog or a New York City hot dog? Oh, man. I didn't have one when I was there. But uh, <laughs> so I have Chicago. a hard time believing that, that anything's better than an actual true Chicago dog, man. That's, with that's the, top With not. the pepperoncinis on there. Everything, the man. And I've always been a ketchup guy. But when I go there, the, all the signs say uh, there's no ketchup here. You know ketchup on a Chicago dog? Nope. That's the, that's the deal, man. Yep. So, so a a, a Philly cheesesteak, or a uh, what's that what's that sandwich you have where they dip it? 
that roast beef sandwich. That they oh, look, we call it a French dip, man. That's good stuff. But I've never had a true Philly cheesesteak. My dad lived in Philadelphia for about a year and a half, uh, uh, and he would tell you that uh, it's second to none. So I've never, I've never been able to try a true Philly cheesesteak. What's that myself. thing? Por what's it called? Portillos, I think, is a place oh, I yeah. went to. Yeah, our beef and mozzarella like from Portillos. Oh my god. Yeah, they like dipped it and they made it wet or whatever. Yeah, you get the hot peppers on like, that sucker. Ooh, baby. Yeah. At first, I was like, I don't want you to put my sandwich in water. What the hell are you doing? No, so, good, but I had good. to try it. Man. I had to try mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. then, uh, what did they have? They had that like, oh man, I'm a fat guy. They had like that chocolate cake shake or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta oh. get a cake shake. You can't go to Portillo's oh. and not get a cake shake, brother. Oh, yeah. Man. Good stuff, man. That helps my titties. <laughs> I got to run six miles after one trip to Portillo's, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, I'm sorry about the delay coming on, but I had a blast, man. And please send anybody my way that you think uh, would be good for the show. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. We're hoping to get into Florida more. Like I said, I can't let Omi just have his, his, run, of the, you know, his run of the litter down there. So we're going to keep calling these Florida kids, guys and girls. You know, if they're interested, come check us out. So I, I will, yeah. It's got, you know, I... Uh, Little little hometown in Georgia or a little hometown in Illinois, right? That's Gotta right, man. Choice. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you so much. And uh, I hope this thing works. I think it worked. So, uh, hey, man, I appreciate you. As soon as I – I'll send you the video when I put it on YouTube. All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. All right, buddy.